Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastianza, Associate Editor. Hi, and thanks for tuning into this podcast, which is part of Vita Foods Digital Week. If you haven't heard, Vita Foods Digital Week was launched to keep the global nutraceutical supply chain connected to the latest science and innovation through a series of media assets that we've published. You can head to vitafoodsinsights.com to discover more podcasts, as well as a range of other entities produced as part of this week. But today I've got the pleasure of hosting Mike Hughes, who is the Head of Research and Insights at FMCG Gurus. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. So today we're talking about the state of the nutraceutical industry and how consumer trends are driving product development. And really, this all ties into a bigger picture as the focus for Vitafoods Europe 2020 is our State of the Nation report, which we'll be launching at the live event later in this year in September. Together with FMCG Gurus, we sought to identify the top health, wellness and nutraceutical consumer trends that are driving our industry forward today, as well as delve into some of these topics of what lies beyond in 2020. We can't ignore the fact that the coronavirus pandemic has really quickly changed the behaviours of consumers, not only now, but of course in the years to come. So before we dive into the trends of 2020, I want to just take a step back and look at 2019. And if we look at the main trends of last year, Mike, what developments did you see take place over 2019? And importantly, you know, how should these have informed product development over 2020 if we weren't faced with the pandemic that happened in, in January? Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest trends that we saw in 2019 was the concept of active nutrition. And um, this is something that's driving the increasingly mainstream development of sports nutrition products. We know that high-protein products now are not just being turned to by people who go to the gym on a daily basis or engage in intense sporting activity. Instead, it's consumers who are going about their everyday lives but are seeking out better for you products that they deem to offer a convenient health boost. Um, this is a key reason why we're seeing impulse areas of retailers replacing traditional products like chocolate and sugar confectionery with high-protein products. Um, the reason for this is that consumers are taking a holistic approach to health. They're recognizing that all areas of health are interlinked and crucial to this cognitive health as well as physical health. Mm. Um, as a result of this, they're also looking to lead healthier lifestyles until as late as life as possible. And part of this is driven by consumers recognizing that current diets and lifestyles may actually increase the risk of long-term health problems because of the frantic nature of modern life. So as a result of this, consumers are seeking out functional products. Um, they're taking a greater interest in ingredients. We've obviously seen a huge uh, growth in interest over protein in the last 10 years, but as well, we're also seeing greater interest in other ingredients such as omega and dietary fibers. And this was a trend that has actually continued in 2020 as consumers become more concerned about their immunity. One of the things that we've seen related to this are the topics of plants, plant-based and sustainability. Um, we've seen a growing interest in consumers adopting plant-based diets. Now, we know that the growth of flexitarianism isn't necessarily a new trend. We know that the Meatless Monday campaign, for example, is almost two decades old now. But what we have seen in recent years is consumers making a more conscious effort 
to switch to plant-based products and the growth of these products has accelerated in recent years. Something that's also helped my consumers not just seeing these products as healthier, but also better for the environment. So to conclude, we, we're seeing a, a great focus on active nutrition and consumers taking a proactive approach to all aspects of their health and also looking to do this by not just seeking out functional ingredients, but seeking out plant-based and sustainable products to help this as well. Mike, you mentioned the increasing investment that consumers are making into overall health and you know, their choices that they're making, not only to improve their own long-term well-being, but also benefit food, sustainability, and the environment. The fact that we're seeing, you know, this rise in immune health and active nutrition purchases really demonstrates that. But in the context of the global pandemic and the upcoming recession, how do you see consumer attitudes changing toward health in 2020 as a result of COVID-19? You know, will there be any noticeable changes in trends or compromises that may be made that could influence their attitude and behaviour? Well, I think it's certainly fair to say that uh, concern about health and well-being will intensify in 2020 and beyond. Uh, one of the major impacts of COVID-19 is that consumers are increasingly questioning their vulnerability to disease and illness and also how strong their immune system is and how well they can recover from um, from serious diseases. Now, we know over the last five years, consumers have become more concerned about their immunity. We know that a growing proportion of consumers deem themselves to have an allergy or intolerance. We know that a growing proportion of consumers are dissatisfied with their immune system or believe that they have health problems such as digestive issues. Uh, we also real, know that consumers realise that spending more time indoors and greater levels of inactivity and rising levels of obesity are having a direct impact on immunity. So what we'll see is consumers increasingly questioning um, how, pro, how, how, how well they can handle um, disease and illness. We will see consumers become more concerned about their surrounding areas. They will want sterilised societies. They will also want... Um, they will also reevaluate their personal hygiene more. So there'll be a major emphasis on health. And this is something that will drive demand for functional ingredients uh, to help consumers minimise the risk of disease and illness. Great. Mike, I couldn't agree with you more. I think immunity as a category is seeing so much demand as well as these better for you products. And as you mentioned, especially those types of products that are addressing diet intolerances that we're seeing so many of today. I'm interested to talk a little bit more about the long-term impact on some of the these health categories and how they may perform. You know, we're hopeful that this time is really teaching us a lesson about the value of good nutrition and looking after our bodies for long-term health and well-being. And as you mentioned, I think that is why we're definitely seeing the spike of um, certain functional foods and beverages as well as, you know, isolated ingredients. But while we're talking about these these spikes in immune health sales, you know, will this still be a priority to consumers, let's say, in five years' time? Absolutely, and I think there will be more so than ever. Um, when we look at um, health concerns at the moment, consumers have a variety. Um, whilst obviously the main worry for many consumers is contracting COVID-19, um, a high proportion of consumers are also worried about their mental well-being and anxiety, um, brought about by feelings of isolation and uncertainty. Consumers are concerned about weight gain. Um, consumers are concerned about potentially developing other health problems because they might not have um, adequate supplies of medicine. So consumers mm. are being really concerned about their health. And what you might see in the in the real short term is a 
drop in demand for certain products um, in, in, in the snacking category because consumers become more comfort and escapism orientated and kind of turn to traditional products that offer those moments of escapism. But at the same right. time, demand for high protein products, uh, products high in other ingredients such as omega-3 and, omega and fiber will be higher than ever. The one thing that will be really key around this is the right type of innovation. What I expect to see over the next couple of years as a result of this is a growing number of product launches being positioned around being better for you, helping boost the immune system, um, being uh, reducing the risk of vulnerability to disease and illness. Now, as we know with nutraceuticals, it can be something that can be very subjective and legislation can vary on a country by country basis. And what can often happen is that products can be launched that make claims that perhaps sometimes don't stack up or consumers don't fully trust. So what will be important with this plethora of new product launches is that products are deemed credible with their claims, that they can validate these claims, that they're scientifically proven, that they're not positioning products as a magic bullet health solution that means um, it can prevent all kinds of illness. So what we'll see is consumers will become more health conscious but they'll also become more questioning of health claims. Um, they'll become more savvy when evaluating what products are right for them. And they will only be driven to what we deem to be the right type of innovation. Absolutely, Mike. And I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands quickly launch to market as consumers are in this frantic sort of mode of trying to top up on, on their immunity, I suppose you could say. And I think, you know, it's, it's a very important message to our industry right now to make sure that we are securing consumer trust for the long term, that we are driving credibility through validated claims. And as you mentioned, carefully navigating these regional regulations. Um, so I want to now sort of talk a little bit more about the State of the Nation report that we're busy developing um, and that we'll be launching as part of Vitafoods Europe later this year. We're looking at multiple health categories and their respective regional performances as part of this report. Um, I know that we're looking at about 10 health categories here, Mike, but what do you define as sort of some of the core health areas for 2020 that we're going to be evaluating and how closely or how distantly do these align with where the market was on track to be towards the end of last year? Mm, yeah, absolutely. The, the, report, the State of the Nation report is one that aligns with FMCG Guru's top 10 trends for 2020 and this has a strong focus on health um, now some of the key trends are those of cognitive well-being uh, consumers focusing just as much on their mental well-being as their physical as their physical health uh, the concepts of um, active nutrition um, and also the concepts of personalized nutrition and all of these three areas uh, will intensify in importance in 2020 um, for instance, when we look at cognitive health, uh, we realise that more consumers are feeling stressed than ever, more consumers are suffering from anxiety, high proportion of consumers are suffering from disruptive sleep patterns. These have been brought on by continuous feelings of uncertainty around financial well-being, around the health and well-being of themselves and their loved ones, um, about wider issues in society that they don't have control of. And these are things that will be intensified in 2020. We know that consumers um, feel somewhat pessimistic about the pandemic, the state of the economy, their job security, their health and vulnerability of, of older relatives. And as such, there'll be a major emphasis on 2020 of addressing mental well-being. Um, the second 
thing will continue to drive demand for active nutrition. Um, and what we'll see is consumers changing their dietary habits. They'll look for products that offer a convenient health boost in certain areas. They'll change their product purchases in areas such as soft drinks and um, snacking products, looking to reduce intake of sugar and other perceived dietary evils and increase their intake of functional ingredients. Now, crucially, when it comes to these products, they will want products that offer both taste and nutrition simultaneously. So it'll mean that there's more emphasis on ever addressing issues such as taste and texture that can exist with um, high-protein products and plant alternatives. And then finally, personalized nutrition. Consumers at the moment take a very general approach to health, health and well-being. But what we'll see is um, as, as they look to minimize the risk of disease and illness, They'll take a more personalized approach to nutrition, wanting to know specifically um, how healthy they are, which areas of their physical and cognitive health they need to improve, which ingredients they might not have enough diet, have enough of in their diet, which ingredients they may struggle to ingest. And what they'll do is increasingly look to technology, technological innovations to help facilitate this and to bring about a more personalized form of nutrition. Thanks for that overview, Mike. It's certainly a really exciting partnership and project that we're working on together. And again, we'll be presenting some of our key findings at the live event in September at the Vitafruits Insights stage. Um, be sure to check the description of this podcast for more information and look out for this report coming out in the future. Thanks so much, Mike. Yes, absolutely. Me too.